Three, two, one, we are live. This is 2OF Entertainment. Joe, do you know why some businesses succeed and some businesses fail? Why some businesses grow and some businesses don't? That's what this show is all about. Business, business, business. Good morning, everyone. Happy December 30th, David. It's a Saturday morning, David. Saturday so, morning. Yes. And David's gone. Because it's gone. Saturday morning. <laughs> um, so it's a Saturday well, morning, and David will be back in a second. David's having technical difficulties. Welcome I to think. the Lost Dollar Business Club. There you go. Uh, and so that's okay. So David's not here, so we can make fun of the British. No, I'm just kidding. Up, oh, David's back. We can't make fun of the British anymore. Anymore. Let's see if he's gonna. There you are, David. Thanks for being back. Thanks for joining us. There you Hi. go. You, you with us, there, Dave? There you go. Frozen. That's his, Frozen. Uh, he's fro good. That's how we like him. Frozen. <laughs> anyway, so today we have a special guest. Um, we do. Which if which, of course, my people at the Illuminati and the Lizard people, yeah, he's going to talk about wealth distribution and how we help the poor. But then I'm like, who are we going to eat when, you know, when, when we invade the planet in 2027? So we'll, we'll figure that out. So not well, this is going to be a We will be. We've got a wide range of, wide range of topics with our guest, Jay Newman from Silver 100 and Evolved right. Influence today. Yes. So we'll be covering a lot of ground, uh, including a new socioeconomic model that maybe theoretically redistribute wealth that would yeah. be amazing uh and also uh some things that, problem, uh, <laughs> yeah, Doug, we'll, we'll look into that we'll look into into it. and also some uh, some charitable efforts around uh ionic silver so yeah. uh, we're learning and, I, and just and full disclosure i met you at a family office so that's, that's right. how we that's how we just so, so we did meet Jay at a family officer where they were talking about distributing wealth um and a whole bunch of other things. And of course, all the people that talked about distributing wealth, we took them out back and shot them. But other than that, it was a good, good oh. it was a great conference and it's it's very good. I, I like where he's coming from. Um and also full disclosure, we've used some of his products. Um, and they're very good. My mother-in-law looks 20 years younger, or it's my mistress. I can't keep, I get them confused. But anyway, um, they, they look great. The products are wonderful. Keep it straight, Stephen. It's very hard. It's it's too early on a Saturday morning, David. Saturday, Saturday morning. December worked, 30th, the last show of the, the year. the silver, ionic silver? Yeah. Yeah. They gave me some, and I, get, and I used some, and I gave some to my mother-in-law, and she loves it. And she's into holistic stuff, so she's like mm -hmm. a big fan now. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see All right. So before we do that, do we run a 30 second or a one minute commercial? Yeah, run the 30. Okay. And then we'll run the minute later. Here we go. Then we'll run, run the minute later. Get the freedom and the flexibility of remote work in the lucrative tech industry. Bend your life around, around the world. Bandicoot is the premier course and community for thriving in a remote tech career. Join the revolution today. Bandicoot.com, official partner of the Lost Dollar Business Club. All right. 
And let's bring Jay in. And here we go. Adding Jay to the group. Good luck. All right. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing, Jay? Thanks for joining us. It's early where Jay is. So So there you go. It's earlier where you are, Stephen. So that's true. But you you don't sleep. So that's I don't sleep. Yeah, I I think sleeping is for the week. So there you go. (laughs) What time did you tell me you get up every day? 4 30. Good man. You you never you never thought about seeing a therapist for that or um no because my therapist can't get up early enough. Yeah, yeah, it's because I'm an alien. I'm from Pluto. You make a left when you come yeah. from the other universe. Take that no, mask I've been off up, your head. I know, right? <laughs> but I, I literally, I get up at 4.30, I work out, and by 6, 6.30, I'm out hey, with the dog doing our run, and then we start our day. And then, you know. I like people who are good role models, so you can hang around. That's, that's well, I appreciate good. that. And John, on the other hand, he's an Argentinian looking for Nazi gold. We don't even know why he's here. So, yeah. but you know, it's fun. Let's, so let's talk about what Jay does instead of Jordan everybody who knows us. <laughs> so Michael, give us an overview and then we'll have Jay jump in and we're going to go from there. Well, he, among, among many things over his uh, storied entrepreneurial career, he's the founder of Evolved Influence, which is one of the angles that we, we thought was really valuable to bring him onto the show, which is a platform for accelerating the evolution of using wealth and investing in ways that benefit humanity and the planet. Very uh, noble endeavor. And so he's looking, uh, he's looking to create an interview series, uh, to advance this kind of new generational wealth support, to uh, to get wealthy people to agree to give away money, uh, and uh, it called the sharing pledge, and uh, create a coalition of like-minded people who want to bring about this change. So that's the evolved influence, and there's also cool. he's also the executive director of Champions for Humanity, which is a nonprofit that charitably distributes this advanced ionic silver complex. Uh, if uh, which we'll learn more about in the show. So, uh, Jay, very happy to have you on. Welcome to here. Do you want to give us a little bit of the a little bit of the, how this how these organizations came about in the first place? Yeah, I'm uh, um, took an un- unusual path through life. I left high school and then college because the professors and the counselors said it was going to hold me back. I lived in bookstores, libraries, health food stores. Learned we know most of what keeps people incredibly healthy and cures disease, but it's mostly natural. There's really no money in it. It's lifestyle. And that our immature level of socioeconomic cultural evolution is still such that when a few people can monopolize synthetic things and patent them, they get massive funding and marketing. And the money behind that gives people the motive and opportunity to do everything from keeping what really keeps people healthy in the shadows to hijacking the agencies of the government that oversee these things. And so I became determined to get wealthy to teach this myself. And next thing you knew, head of the entrepreneurial department at Harvard is on my board of advisors. And I, without knowing it, was sent by VCs to the venture capitalist who took Stephen Jobs out of the garage and without knowing it, with no money, ended up with the same attorney and accountant as Steve Jobs. And then we became friends. But then we had a disagreement what was more important to the world, tech or health. And I left that world and took 10 years and a million dollars to develop this ionic silver complex. When I did the press release announcing it, 
the head of technology investing for Morgan Stanley, who famously single-handedly funded the growth of four tiny IPOs, Microsoft, Dell, AOL, Amazon, till they were huge. She called me up. She said, I saw your press release. When are you going public? I said, I'm tiny. I'm filling bottles by hand in the living room. It was over 20 years ago. She said, someday you're going to change the world. With your technology, you have the potential to have a billion-dollar company and make history changing the world of antibiotics, both from a financial point of view and a humanitarian point of view. And since then, sold half a million bottles only with no marketing yet. We're in Whole Foods and distributors, but cut all that off because of price wars on Amazon. Now it's just affiliates as influence, influencers as affiliates. And formed a nonprofit to help distribute it charitably because over these years, financially, what's happened is two things. Number one, three things. One, customers have seen it do miracles for family and give a damn that we do this for millions and millions of others and have invested whatever they could scrape. And they're so supportive. As an entrepreneur, there's nothing to stop that will ever stop me from doing justice to them and all the good people that are suffering and needlessly that we need to reach. And VCs and investment bankers and Wall Street types have shown up over and over predicting easily sell this for $100 million in two years, half a billion in five years, billion-dollar potential. And I've turned them all down cold because, to me, that is still the number one problem suffocating the potential of the human species of modern civilization. The idea that if one is already rich, and I don't mean Steve level rich, I mean billionaire level rich, that all we want to do is get richer and richer and richer. And that's the that's the religion. That's the only religion. And the consequences to our fellow human family are better not be considered or you're a tree hugger and a shitty businessman. And so I've turned them all down simply saying, I'm going to build this empire rapidly, but I'm going to do it by finding a few rich individuals who care that we're saving millions of people from disease, just like all the customers. And so involved is the more I've gotten into the family office you know, world and to raise money, I've been told, Jay, you should be speaking at family office conferences. And Jay, I saw you speak online for two minutes, and we've been trying to bring about change. And I, I'm a partner at a multifamily office with a large ultra high net worth client base of my own. We've been trying to bring out change. We don't know how you've been seasoned your whole life to do this. How can we help? which led to the Evolved Influence Platform, an interview series for bringing together ideas on how to accelerate the evolution of our consciousness of how wealth and investing are used collaboratively in ways that actually consider what are we doing for mankind. And Steve, to, to clarify, I'm not saying just give the money to poor people. I know. That, would, that would be ridiculous. I'm saying... Right. Put our heads together. It's like we got a big family, 12 people at the dinner table. One person's hoarding all the food and everybody else is sick because they don't have food. Let's talk as a family. There's got to be a better way to do this. Plus, where we can go with advancing cultures around the world, getting along better instead of the military industrial complex having the insane influence it has. We don't know if the COVID vaccine from Co from Moderna and Pfizer was harmful or good. Why do we not know? Because the economic culture that we're in is such that those few rich, like Bill Gates, have all the motive and opportunity in the world, where do we <clears throat> would get those words from, to do everything beyond any of our imaginations put together. Again, rich, then there's Bill Gates rich, and the network and the tentacles and the influence that he has to totally change the narrative at every level. Masks is probably the best marketing scheme they ever came up with. Well, see, we, 
we've we discussed this before on the show, just so you know. We've discussed you know, the, the wealthy should actually do something instead of adding another zero or a comma to their bank account. So we've had this discussion. The problem is, is that, first of all, they have little penises, and this is why they need the money. That's number one. Number two, when you're Elon Musk and running a Ponzi scheme and you're Bill Gates and you don't know what to do with yourself and all these other guys, the issue that we see is that it to them, it's like they just want to go down in history as X. And in their mind, they don't want to be Nikola Tesla, who's like, I can give you free energy. I can do this. I can do that. They want to be JP Morgan. They want to be known forever like they were a trillionaire or they were this. And that's part of the problem. So until the, that mindset changes, it's going to be, to your point, smaller family offices, whether they have hundreds of millions or billions that say, let's do something to help everybody. But it's really... These, if you, the top, top billionaires are going to have to say something. As you and I talked off air, I think a week or two ago, you know, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett aren't really giving anything away. It's a nice publicity stunt that they're giving all their money to the poor, but they're not doing crap. So, which is bullshit. So the the whole problem is, is that people, we're in a, a world and a society where it is, I have to have more cars than you, but I can only drive one at a time. And until the, that mentality changes, and you can get the whole world behind it. Not that you have an uphill battle, but in my opinion, you kind of have an uphill battle because a hundred family offices doing it doesn't really mean anything. You kind of need the you know million family offices that are out there to all agree. Even if they say we'll take ten percent of our wealth and do something, that would well, be a big chunk of change. Let's talk about the community that you've built so far, Jay. So you've been doing this for well, how long has Evolved Influence been around as an oh, idea? Oh, it's brand new. It only became entity like six months ago and i've got family offices and leaders and in bringing about change one of the people who created the esgs you know um he's we did a zoom meeting he said jay do you think you can force evolution we've been at this for 30 years just got esgs recently i said i think sometimes a leader comes around and a movement rallies around him and evolution happens um i've got family offices wanting to send me their next generation recipients of wealth for the support group that i was encouraged to start i'm telling them hold off i'm waiting to get quite frankly the next boost of capital in to hire some people free up my time from holding the fort down with all the money i've turned down with the ionic silver business um i've still had my hands full doing three jobs well, what, what is ionic silver for our listeners why don't you explain okay. the difference between that and the colloidal and the OptiSilver? well OptiSilver is the brand name of the product that i developed after 10 years and a million dollars in development that um all these financial people have been saying has all this potential medical mm-hmm. people have been saying as much of an advancement in the medical field as the printing press and microchip 80% staggering success with all the incurables in my practice when nothing else worked. Um, I'm providing a link to people who watch this show that's only going to be, some of the links are only going to be active till the middle of January because it's kind of yeah. sensitive because the law, again, is that unless you have the patents and the ability to go through half a billion in hoops, you're you're muted, you're censored, you can't speak. If you sold water, and said this might cure disease, you'd have a misbranded, unapproved, illegal drug. It's kind of a way that the people in the pharma field got a monopoly. And it's still a world we live in, and people that are not in the holistic health field just don't realize why they keep seeing TV commercials that talk more about the death than the poisons. So right now, I'm putting links up that are going to show some remarkable medical reports and testimonials for the next till the middle of january for people want to see that but so anyway 
it's extremely well known, extraordinarily well known that silver in the ionic form is a broad spectrum antibacterial and also powerful tissue regenerating agent. It's completely harmless to the body. I mean, unless you overdose so much of that much water or ketchup or vitamin C would be dangerous. Whether ours does anything to prevent or treat a disease in the human body, we don't know. I don't care. And you know what? I'm legally not allowed to intend for that. That's the statute. Okay. It says with the intention of treating. So we're just supplementing what's been depleted from the average American's diet in the past 150 years through demineralization of our soil. And so the for-profit just sells it as a retail product on our website and on Amazon, and that's it. People have been using colloidal silver for over 100 years. It was the number one antimicrobial in the pharmaceutical field before the 30s when the Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act was enacted that gave the monopoly to the pharmaceuticals. But what we've done is discovered that the active ingredient is silver ions, and only about 1% or 2 or 3% of the silver and colloidal silver is that. The rest is inert metal. So we isolated the active ingredient and provide the imperative time release, because otherwise chloride ion will grab it and neutralize it. There's a 30-minute educational video on the Silver 100 website, a link that I'll provide, that is so clear for anybody that wonders and is confused because unfortunately the companies that dominate the colloidal silver field did it with a lot of cartoon nonsense because people don't know better this makes it very very clear to people it's far more efficient um well, the, the the so the mayo clinic speaks against colloidal silver is there a reason for that what what is your thoughts on that they're, they're um, explicit to say there's a big warning around colloidal silver saying it could cause Argaria, and it can, which is a skin condition or a yep. color condition, and yep. yep, it could cause argyria. It's called argyria. Okay, guess what? Again, have you ever watched CNN or MSNBC or any other mainstream TV news shows and seen that the majority of the ads are for pharmaceutical drugs that are FDA approved and called safe and effective, and then they talk about the side effects, and a lot of them go right into or can cause death. Okay. But it's FDA approved, safe and effective. In this case, there is zero death has ever occurred from silver. The ATSDR, which is the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry, used to have a phone book size book until it all went on the Internet just on silver in the environment. They know from industrial you know, workers to spills with trucks. It is so remarkably safe. The EPA controls everything allowed in municipal drinking water supplies. In the late 90s, they removed, removed all legal limits on how much is allowed in the drinking water. And they say this much per day per pound of body weight is completely safe. Well, on the label for this product that we make, it's by pounds of body weight. And that's only 25% of what the government says is extraordinarily safe. Half a million bottles in the field over 20 years, nobody's developed skin discoloration. It's only happened when people are either buying something and drinking it by the glass full, where ours says one drop per 10 pounds of body weight, mm, okay. or they're making it at home in their kitchen with a kit and drinking it by the glass full. It's so remarkably rare. I mean, it's People have died from drinking too much water too quickly. Does that mean water's unsafe? No, stupidity is unsafe. But when you're the pharmaceutical industry and you have something that could threaten the profits on a big scale, you're going to ask your friends at the Mayo Clinic to print that, uh-oh, it could do this. 
We've half a million bottles in the field over 20 years with us. It's never come close to happening. I drink a whole bottle at a time. I don't worry about it. All right. And then, so what first turned you on to this? I mean, what, what was the, there it sounds like there was a humanitarian bent to think that this is something that you wanted to pursue as a lifetime goal. Um, how did you first come up with this? Well, you know, when you say this in the lifetime goal, it's 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 hard to isolate. I mean, I left high school after telling the school psychologist, I don't understand why I should spend the next 10 years just to get good grades, to get a good job, to have good money and have more things. When I see people who are happy or miserable or people that hurt their loved ones or nurture their loved ones, how much money they have isn't the common denominator. And if I could learn about this human body, consciousness, appreciate what I have. <clears throat> 10 years of that learning seems a lot more useful and probably I'd learn how to make money if it's out there to learn that. I thought he'd say, go back to class, kid, but he said, I agree, and I left. Then I went to college <laughs> briefly and right away the scientist said, you need to leave, it's gonna hold you back. So making a difference in life has been my motivation and the silver just became a natural outgrowth of my researching what people were doing, I was in the world where they first were coming out with enzymes and antioxidants and probiotics and super green foods. And I was private labeling the ones that were from the leaders of the best original of each of those. And one was colloidal silver. And mm -hmm. so soon I saw from the marketplace, this stuff works and people will not be without it. And I was just driven. I mean, people thought I was insane walking away from Steve Jobs was my buddy. Jay, the attorney's a good man. The VC is a good man. And I'm here to help. And I walked away from all that and followed, you know, divine insanity guidance. So who are who are you looking for to partner with uh, for, you know, for funding? Because you've turned out a lot of money. You've turned out a lot of people. So there has to be a profile that's going to be, you know, maybe they're out there in our audience, someone to work with you on this project. You know, I've, I, I, I presented to a room full of um, VCs, of medic, medical VCs in Silicon Valley once, won an award for the most compelling presentation. And someone came up to me after and said, Jay, these are not your people. All the other entrepreneurs up front were like pointing to me. This guy's got the goods. It was amazing. And it was like, I'm looking at these Neanderthals. They'd rather sell a motorized chair to older people than support them in the virtues of walking or doing Tai Chi. I mean, just and so. I, one guy says, stay over in Silicon Valley another day and let's do a profile of the ideal investor. And we came up with mm. somebody who specifically is not coming across this in their inbox by looking through 10 or 20 potential deals a day and flipping through to the financials. Somebody who finds out about this through whatever unexpected means and actually warms up to giving a shit what this is about and to me and, the, the, you know, it becomes a relationship and then the money and the business part just naturally falls in place. So right now I have an offer out for 1 million funding with a convertible note and warrant for the company making the silver, the nonprofit that buys it from the for-profit and distributes it charitably can, is looking for a 10 million goal for donations right now, tax deductible, but that's just obviously an arbitrary marketing goal thing. And evolved influence is not, doing anything to generate money right now. And yet everything that comes in either to the for-profit or the non-profit is going to facilitate all three entities moving forward. Well, let me throw this in really quick. Once again, we're not financial advisors. And if we were, we're not your financial advisors. Please talk to your accountants, your family, your girlfriend, your mistress, your grandma, your mommy, your daddy, or whoever else you have to speak to to make investment decisions. However, 
if you, not us. if you're a family you, office, you, you, you'll take a you, look at Jay's stuff. I don't think it would hurt you. Yes. You disappointed me there, Stephen. Last time I heard you include or your sugar baby, and I thought that or your was sugar baby. I forgot or your sugar babies. Yes, because they you know they can't get their Lamborghini this week if you invest in Jay's company, but that's okay because you're helping humanity. Um, so yeah, so no, I think it's interesting. Because when I met Jay, because um, you can do A or B, right? You, there's a nonprofit, which is interesting. And there's the, if you will, the side. So I think some family offices as an investment or investors as an investment, because you have the ones who are really into health and into all natural and whatever, and, and the super greens and all this. So I think for a lot of them, this is something that they're going to like really like. Um, the article came out last week in the Economist that talks about you know in the next twenty years everyone gets to live to be one hundred and twenty. So you'll take this, you'll live to one hundred and fifty, type of thing, right? So everybody's looking for that edge. But here's a holistic like my mother-in-law is Asian, right? Right, Chinese Asian. So she loves all this stuff because she's like, oh my god, this is like you know. So there's something to be said for all that. And on the flip side, on the nonprofit or in the you know if you want to do the wealth. That's a good thing too. And I think it, they tie together, you know, as, as you do one, you do the other, because one helps the other get to people that need the help and the other helps fund the thing to get to the people that needs to help. So, you know, it's a full circle, which is very nice. So, and, and Jay, I, what Jay, I can, I, could I ask you a question, Jay? Yeah. Um, you spoke about, you've mentioned quite a lot of people that you've known in the past, et cetera, et cetera. Are you an easy person to work with? <laughs> I think that's a cavalier question, and I'm putting it mildly that way. Please understand, I might oh, be... I don't quite know what you mean by cavalier question. I was just... Be because it implies that I'm not, and that's why these deals didn't Oh, no, happen. no, 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 no. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't suggesting that. But you, you, you've had a lot of stuff. You've had a lot of things pass through, along a conveyor belt in front of you. And, uh, no, but so, so let me ask you a question. Those people, those relationships didn't pass and come onto my plate because I had a patent or because I had a lot of money in the bank. They came because I'm an easy person to work with and they saw massive potential. And in all cases, it was me who said, you're not at the level of where I'm going. I have dozens of investors. I've raised $2 million over 20 years that are so mutually supportive the attorney that i have for the nonprofit is head of the nonprofit's division of the florida bar association he took me under his wing he came to my house to make sure he could tell me things he wouldn't even tell people over the phone i'm doing everything properly um with the right few people the resonance is just so built in there's a a dentist in south florida he was former head of the broward county dental association he's known me 20 years he's put in over two hundred thousand dollars he considers me a dear friend and a sleeping giant and a diamond in the rough the this this is the interesting thing there's a difference between having an investor entrepreneur relationship where we say we give a damn that we're helping saving millions of people from disease and going to make a fortune doing it, as opposed to, Jay, you better have a good lawyer because our investors will screw you if they can, but so what, that's business. Now go work your ass off and trust them that everything is going to fall in place when contingencies come up. I see this as still a barbaric level of socioeconomic cultural evolution, and there are the few who really do get it, and we are about to open floodgates 
of me building a network and growing coalition of exactly that. It's kind of interesting that the way this has emerged because I've told the VCs, there was a, an investment banker I got to know on an online show where we became good friends. It was a support group for men, a former Stanford professor. It was called the Bold Life Brotherhood. And we became friends. He had raised half a billion for corporate clients over his career. Now he's, you know, not in that field. And he made friends with a retired tax attorney, very rich, a lot of rich friends. They looked at everything, Zoom calls, everything's great, Jay. We want to bring in 15 million. We're ready to go. The instruments are perfect. The structure is perfect. Never said that before. He said, Jay, we only have one concern. You care too much about doing good in the world and not enough about making money just to make money. <laughs> and I leaned into the camera, David, and I said to him, I will be worth a few hundred million dollars personally within the next five years. I will be making my investors really good return on investment. And I'm going to do that without compromising one iota on the character of the people I'm bringing in. I think it's possible without sounding arrogant and like an asshole here that I'm a little bit ahead of my time. There was a time when we threw Christians to lions for entertainment. Then we had gladiators killing each other for entertainment. Now we've gotten to where it's football. Before your time, Jay, I mean, as a European, you sound very un-American. What are you talking so, about? You know how dangerous it is for the world to say that just caring that we're not killing and hurting people and how we make our money is un-American? I mean, please don't speak for all Americans because a lot of Americans actually care how money is made and how money is used. Yeah, you don't be so American that you can't get a little humor. I mean, God, chill out. I mean, I mean... And this, I love the, you know, that you come across that you, you want to do all this, but you either work with a system or you're going to wither at the vine. I mean, you can't be, you know, this, you know, total black and white. It's got to be a little in the middle. I mean, uh, John, you know, John, with all due respect, what I'm seeing that is a remarkable phenomenon that I'm witnessing that I know you guys don't really understand, and that's fine. A lot of people watching this will. What I'm finding is this remarkable phenomenon that so many people that I meet in this these circles perceive this as black and white, and they're the ones that are stuck in a black and white. I've had people say, well, I can't put money into someone who doesn't care about profit. Which part of what I'm talking about implied that I don't care about profit? And yet it scares people that they think that by bringing in other factors, that's going to compromise their security and their financial profit. It's remarkable to me. If you look at, he's doing no different. I think it's called Tom's, the shoe company. You know, they're like, let's do good. Mm -hmm. Give a pair of shoes. It's the same thing. It's the glass company, Waverly, I think, that does buy a pair of glass. His philosophy is the same as those. So where his may be very true to where we're worried about profit, but we're also worried about doing well. We're there saying, let's do well, but behind the scenes are more worried about profit. So it's the same, if you will, it's, it's the same A through Z. So it really is just a matter, do you like the ionic silver? And do you, if you will, I don't want to say believe, but do you believe that it really will work? Um, and to his point, Silver does help your skin because when you get blown up or get burns, they would give you something called silverdine, which has what in it? Silver. Mm. Why? Because it helps generate skin. How do I know this? Because when I was blown up and 48% of my body was third degree burns, that's what we used on my body is silverdine, right? And that's what you use. Mm. So to that point, yes. Now, will you find someone that is the perfect fit? Not sure. 
I mean, you know, the younger generation, and I hate to say this, the woke generation where, you know, you can't tell them anything is wrong because your mommy told them they were perfect when they came in 300th, they are probably more in tune to what Jay is doing than uh, uh, than we are because we're the old school. We're the old style investment bankers where greed is good. Greed is still good. And that's how we look at it. Like the conversation we had before the show about like being ruthless. So the younger generation that wants to save the planet and all this other things, that's the perfect fit. And there's probably still some old school people. Like I look at this, I'm like, this is interesting. Is it an investment I would make? I don't know. Cause there's a lot of factors and part of it is profit. Right. And part of it is management and part of it is global helping people. Sure. No problem. So I think that's how people have to digest it. They have to say there's an A and a B. The A is we have, a, if you will, um, a natural holistic company that does this and we have a B that does this and you just have to be comfortable with it. So if you believe in Tom's and Waverly and all those others that give up shoes and whatever to everybody, then it's the same concept at the end of the day. I mean, it's nothing new. It's the same concept. So he wants to hey, help David. People. David and John, let me give you three examples of what I see as room for further evolution of the culture that I think you'll help illustrate where we're on. The, we can't disagree because it's obvious. Number one, I was at a Rotary Club event a few years ago and a guest speaker was from, he was a consultant for the military. It was when Trump was just coming in. He said, I used to be in Lebanon in the desert. Now I'm older, I'm a consultant. He said, soon we're going to level the Middle East. And someone said, well, aren't they going to retaliate? He goes, yeah, but not right away. And I said, whoa, but there's loose nukes floating around. We, This is no joke. And I said, we have the biggest GDP, the biggest military budget in the history of mankind. Why can't we take an infinitesimal fraction of that budget and put it to a 10-year project to bring these people out of the dark ages so we don't risk blowing up humanity? And he had an answer immediately. He said, we can't do that because of the military industrial complex. And I said, so why do we give the military industrial complex so much lobby power? And he had an answer immediately. He said, free enterprise. Okay, that's number one. Number two, six years ago, Warren Buffett was interviewed by Charlie Rose. It's on YouTube. And one of the questions Charlie Rose asked Warren Buffett is he says, you famously called derivatives weapons of mass destruction which we all know, right? Which means the rich guy getting richer on the back of the little guys that don't know any better. And Warren Buffett goes, yeah, I did. And Charlie Rose says, but you're investing in derivatives. And he goes, well, yeah, if I can make a buck. Um, another example is when Elon Musk came out with AI, open AI, he said publicly, this is open because if it ended up in the hands of the few to get rich on it, it would be a dictatorship and very dangerous for mankind. And a few months ago, talk about Bill Maher. He was interviewed on Bill Maher's show and said, <laughs> what an irony. That's what happened. This is not a good state for mankind. I mean, we cannot proceed further without risking. Every time you see something about poisoning the environment or you see about so many of the problems we have, are easily solvable. Can you imagine, Just I just asked this question, what will a more evolved socioeconomic human society look like? Can you imagine a reasonable percentage of the family offices of the very wealthy simply saying that we, we invest and we have the same interest of making the same ROI, the same risk-return ratios apply, but we factor in whether we're harming our fellow man or helping? How can we help bring evolution of mankind further? 
Don't you think that if it were easy, though, it would already have been done? You know, to say that these things are easily changed is presuming that society can change easily. And I just don't see that happening uh, easily. Strategically, maybe, with a plan and a community of people who want to push a new evolution, as you're saying. Uh, but to presume that any of this is easy, I mean, it's, it's, I don't think it is. I'm sure that if anybody looks through the recording of this whole show so far, I never once used the word easy. <laughs> but I have to try. I think we yes. all, different degrees, yeah. have to do what we can. And the funny thing is, the more I talk to people, I see a lot of initial response of fear, if nothing else, of, whoa, but this is compromising the security of everything I've learned about how to have the identity and the wealth and the security, which we need to have. But after you're worth a half a billion and you get to the billion level, if you just live for more and more with zero interest in the consequences to fellow man compared to bringing that in, and I find the more I talk to people, the more people go, yeah, you know, I have thought that way, and it does, it whiz, does, you know, touch my heart, and I would, I would love to find ways to be able to be making my money and doing, knowing I'm doing good. I had one guy at a family office event, Jay, it's about profit. I take care of my daughter. I said, good, two people are in front of you. One's going to make you a certain amount of profit, but the way he's making the money is going to harm your daughter's health and her future. And what he does with his profit is going to harm her future. The other guy's going to make you the same money and how he makes the money is going to help your daughter's health and her future. And what he does with his profit helps her future. How is this not I mean, I, I, I equate it like two halves of a rope. You used to climb the rope in gym or the military training. It's two big halves of a rope. Make money and consider what you're doing. It's a simple question, guys. Here we are. Well, the you're, one you're, you're really speaking to. So there are only 3,000 billionaires in the world or 3,100 billionaires in the world. So are you really speaking to just that audience to, to create the shift that you think the evolution needs to have? It comes at every level because so far we have a society that applauds, supports, encourages, and gives all the power to those that are most successful at, you know, to just use really crude words, which I don't mean it to be that crude or certainly broad brush, the most successful at being predatory end up with the most power and influence or the most existing entrenched power, wealth, interests end up with the most power and influence. That doesn't sound like a formula for the family of human civilization of this magic thing of minds, consciousness. You know, it's only a few minutes ago that we discovered electricity, that we had the industrial revolution, that we discovered how to do computers and nuclear bombs. And now things are running wild with AI and with do you know in Elon Musk, you can find it online, has said things recently like, you wouldn't want to be me. I can't turn it off. Yeah, death, I have seen that. Death will yeah, be Yeah, but nobody be. cares about Elon Musk because he's an idiot. And nobody likes him. Nobody trusts him. He says shit that should put him in jail. So anything Elon says, I automatically dismiss. It's the same thing with his bullshit and his AI. He That's came out and said AI point. is terrible. And then two days later, he comes out with his. Uh, so he's full of crap. Anything yeah. he says, I just disregard. I'm sorry. Sure. Now, yeah. but, you're, but you're making my point that our current level of socioeconomic culture, even all the people at different layers of the tiers, right. generally are giving all the power to 
him and people like him simply because they can chalk up the bucks. That's only because people don't have brains. They don't read a book. They don't know anything about history and they're stupid. So 90% of the planet are idiots. So they deserve what they get. And that's why us at the Illuminati don't really give a shit. And we're going to, and we don't care. And we had this discussion, I think a week or two ago, and either no snobs or knobs or here where the problem is this, you got these guys where they're running oil companies, whether they're running, you pick it. I don't care. But they're 50, 60, 70, whatever their age is, they don't really give a shit. Do you know why? They're dead in 20 or 30 years, and they don't really care what happens to their kids. Why? Because they're getting their toys now. Because if they cared, I'm going to go back to I'm going to go back to Tesla back in 1900. Free energy, the planet would be a different place because you'd have none of this because he had his towers. Why didn't we do that? Because J.P. Morgan then couldn't make money. So to Michael's point. Not, it's not going to be an easy change. It'd be great if family offices say, I'm going to help do this, I'm going to help do that and make people healthier and whatever. We also said on the show that as soon as AI decides it's going to become HAL 9000 from 2001 and you can have a utopia where it takes care of everything, then it's different because then everybody has, if you will, equal housing, a car, food, whatever. And then it doesn't matter if you have a dollar or a trillion dollars because AI makes sure that you will be healthy and survive. So that I'm all in favor for. I'm, I'm in favor for the machines to do their jobs, right? But if I'm going to count the billionaires and the ones that I know to do shit, no, I just know that on Supercar Weekend and when I go to F1 VIP, that's where we're hanging out. But are they going to help the planet? They don't give a shit. They're going to fly in their private jets and instead, and they're going to fly and get gas-powered cars, which I'm all for, um, and everything. And that's it. So I agree we need to do something. It goes back to my point. I think under a certain age... The woke kids of the family offices that are like, oh, we have to make it great. They're the ones. I think some of the old school people, they're at the point where it's like, we don't care. Being why we don't care? Because nobody else cares. When I was a kid, I cared about changing the planet. I don't care anymore. I'm done changing the planet. Fuck the planet. Fuck these people. There's 8 billion of them. I like maybe 100 of them. Could give a shit about the rest. And that's it's all, the attitude. It's it's a it's a club thing that has just evolved as a societal you know fabric. I go to these family mm -hmm. office meetings and I see people on stage saying, "Well, we'll loan money against equity or your house or whatever, right. and if you miss a payment, we take everything you ever worked for your whole life." And right. people writing down, "Oh, cool! Now look at my house and look at my you know yacht." Right. Come on, I mean. So, That's why AI is not the worst thing in the world. I think if you if you treat teach AI that humanity at some point was good, I'm not sure really when that was, and it needs to be better, then I think you can have the utopia where we can change things and make it better. But on the path we're going now, whether it's the 3,000 billionaires or the people that are worth something between you know 100 million and 990 million, unless they all wake up one day and do something, nothing. Because... The little bit you'll do is inconsequential. So that's why sometimes I'm seeing when people say to you, what's the profit? What's this? They're just saying, at least with my profit, I can go do something. I think that the fact that you've tied the nonprofit to it is helpful. But once again, it's going to take more than two or 300 family offices to do it. And I think that's the problem is that people are at a point now where it's just like F everybody because nobody wants to do shit. Not and 200 people doing it, that's it. Not everybody. You ever hear of Yvonne Chouinard, Patagonia, billionaire? He's made statements yeah, like capitalism company, yeah. will destroy the world. I mean, right. there are there are leaders that really it's evolution. So I want to ask a question, if I may, instead of being a know-it-all here. 
Go so, ahead, David. Well, Jay, uh, Jay, I just want to say one thing. I'm not wishing to be cavalier yet again for you, but um, I, I share I share lots of your vision on on life. I do, truly, I do. Um, and I would be the sort of person who would actually stand slightly behind you um, and want to move forward with your crusade. But I, I, I just have a sort of in, the stone in my shoe is that you, you seem, there seems to be so much stuff that you want to do and not one thing that you have really kind of got hold of and really, mm. you know, move forward with that. Because there are so many things that could be changed, so many paths that you could take, so many changes that you could make for so many people. And David, you, David, you, if you, you if I have you, just kind of like you looking at the menu, and I'm not mm -hmm. quite sure which which dinner we're going to go to. I agree with you that looking at the past dollars that I have or brought in or not brought in or rejected or or accepted, it looks like I haven't done anything. In fact, I have done everything to be seasoned to do massive things, and I have put all the ducks in a row for distributing the ionic silver through influencers and to be able to bring them in as affiliates. The website, the educational materials are ready to build a half a billion dollar company just with funding just that alone. The nonprofit is geared to bring in. I had an expert tell me, Jay, you're so on track here that once you're showing family offices, you're saving lives with the silver, you're going to ask someone to donate a, a million dollars to the nonprofit, and they're going to ask, what can you do with 500 million? This is all in place right now. But the Evolved Influence platform, I literally have family offices waiting for me, coming and coming. And I said, hold on, this is such a phenomenon. So obvious now, let me get the ducks in a row a little further, formalize the platform, start the support group for next generation recipients of wealth. That's the number one thing that keeps coming up. It's amazing the need there. And they're also the number one community demographic to want to bring about change who will evolve change. And guess what? For all the money I've turned down saying, I'm going to find a way to raise my money and build a rapid empire from people who are very supportive, who happen to be rich, this Evolve Influence platform, you know, the classic build relationships and then the money will come, happens to be built into the system. This is all falling right into place. Um, but I want to ask you guys a quick question. I'm sorry, Michael. You want to say something? No, go ahead. We're 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 heading up on time, so let's let's end on this question. Yeah. So it's a interesting. You know, it may be a question without anything to answer. Um, Stephen, you've been referring to um, AI and all this is you know where we are and where we're going, and the problem is we don't study history. And I'm working on an article, a concept I call the elephant in the room and very few adults. And to me, the elephant in the room is we allow the most predatory to end up with the most power, the most entrenched to keep the power. We're not working together and very few adults to say, hey, what are we doing? But to me, there's another subset of that. And that is that we've become so brain, rational, counting numbers, intellectual dollars, tech oriented that we have to bring it back to body awareness to breathing, to heart, to slowing down the dialogue inside our brain, to being aware and in awe of the tree and the duck and the male-female attraction and honor life a bit and let that be a guidance for us intuitively and judgmentally more. And 
how to bring that about. That's easy. You just put your phone down. That's what I mean. People are fucking idiots. These guys know. My First of all, my phone's on silent. I don't give a fuck. I'm not saving the world. I'm not curing cancer. I mean, I go to Pluto back and forth, but that's just between me and the lizard people. Um, and that's A. B, when I go out with my dog in the morning for an hour or two, I don't have my phone with me. I don't give a shit. When I get up and work out, you know where my phone is? It's still in the office. I don't care. I, when it's time to shut down, I shut down. I put in my X amount of hours and I'm done. The problem is, is people think they're too important and they have to be switched on. There's only five people on this planet that are that important. And the other 8 billion of them aren't shit. And until people learn that, we're screwed. And it's that simple. So there you oh, go. That's why I say you're a good role model. I'm something. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a good role model, but I'm something. But Jay, all kidding aside, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much. We'd love to have you come back so David can be more cavalier. And he'll wear a little hat so it'll look like the cavalier that he is um, from the pirate days. Um, yeah, John, Stephen, Stephen, if you're ever in a room together with David, uh, would you give him a hug for me, please? I would. Yeah, I give him hugs all the time from behind yeah. because he's from Greece. Yeah. Um, and just for, <laughs> and just, for, just to make sure that everybody really knows, I would never be a cavalier. I would always be a. I would always be a, a roundhead, simply because I am a Republican. Oh my God, <laughs> little did you know. Don't, and don't <laughs> believe in mon in the monarchy. So there you go. I doesn't believe in monarchy. It's going to be oh, one of these boys. days. And it's going to be a long day. Give him a hug for me anyway. I, you, you, know know why? I will. you know why? Because I'm a good American. <laughs> there you go. Jay, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Come back next year. Let us know how things are going, if you would. Um, and we will see you again, I'm sure, next year at some point. Thank you so much. Have a Thank great you, day. Jay. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. All, right. All right, gentlemen. All right. Before we go to Lost Dollar Business Club and have comments on this. Making the right connections is vital to your business and professional success, but reaching out to strangers is awkward and mostly a waste of time and resources. Imagine a world where AI takes the hassle out of networking. Enter Hero, your noise-free professional network powered by AI. What's so cool about Hero? How about getting your own AI networking assistant that's dedicated to solving your challenges by handpicking connections and opportunities that are right for you? But Hero does more than just meaningful matchmaking. We equip you with a customized storefront accessible to anyone on or off the Hero network to help enhance your brand and boost your revenue, making it easy to turn those meaningful connections into valued customers all within Hero. Hero is networking as it should be, meaningful conversations with well-meaning people without the noise. Join Hero today and harness the power of strategic AI networking. And there we go. I'll just start with that. Accelerating, accelerating visionaries. Let me tell you something. There, I've seen their stuff, and I they're they're pushing. It's fun. I can't wait for it to go live next year. So to get in now while you can. We're gonna and take a thousand people year. for the alpha. It's, it's almost next year. I know. Right? This is Saturday. Saturday, yeah. David, December thirtieth, Saturday. Just so we're clear. Uh, yeah. So okay, just, I know. Um, so I think what Jay has to say is very interesting. I, I, I hope he does well with it. I think the biggest problem is, is what we've said, though, um, on a lot of our shows, is that old money is sort of like, eh. I think helping people, and we discussed, I think is a great thing. I think they got to just hone it in. And I think the younger family offices will love this concept. I think the older ones that to, in their mind, it's like how many commas or zeros I can get so I can talk about it at the yacht club or can I get a new G5 or whatever the new Gulfstream is coming out has a different mentality. 
and and until if you will elon or bezos fuck buffett um it starts talking about shit and these other people start saying you know this is a great idea it's going to be hard because to his point people are sheep and they just follow the idiots you know they're just going to follow them off the cliff so i think he's got a an uphill battle but a good uphill battle so you know i want to hear how his progress goes throughout the year yeah i think i, I think Come, just sounded ahead, a, a lot to me. Just sounded a lot to me. He's, he's running up a lot of hills, a lot of different yeah. hills at the well, same okay. time. Yeah, sometimes and you got to do that. That's yeah, that's my. Just, I think it's. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. David John? has it right. You know, too many, <laughs> too many potential. Yeah. Goals, you know, not focused. Yeah. John, <laughs> you and I go. We're going to make John. I'll make the investment. You run the company. Make me a billion dollars with there it. There you go. And and then what we'll John, do. Uh, We'll help. We he says we have to help people. Here's four people. I'll help people. There you go. I'll help four people. There you go. And, I've helped everybody. Just, Look at me. You know. Just remember. Just remember. Yeah. Being rich doesn't make you happy, but it makes being miserable a lot easier. Right. So there you know. Let me just Being rich makes you very happy. By the way, just so you know, because oh, this oh. morning when each of my gentlemen's gentlemen were helping me put on my pants. He's holding a leg because I can't just have one. Made me very happy. They zip my pants. They buckle. It's very nice. Yeah, it's, it makes you happy. Okay. You know, and later I'll ring the bell and they'll bring me my chicken crumpets. So uh, what's going to what's going to be? Who's going to be who's going to be ringing the bell in lots of found? That's what we want. I don't know. Let's find out, shall we? Welcome to this week's lost. Welcome to this week's lost and found, uncovering dollar winners and losers, where we discuss dollars lost. and dollars gained by various companies and projects. Uh, lost and found. So since we're going to leave David go last as always, because, you know, we have to hear what cow is farting on Pluto that's going to save the world. Let's start with John, because he never has anything. So this will be quick. John, tell us about Argentina and the president. No, what's our lost and found with you today, my friend? All right. So the... CEO of uh, <laughs> Bi Binance Holdings, which, uh, yeah. Chang Peng Zhao, who's pleaded yeah. guilty to criminal charges, you know, he saw his net worth rise in 2023 by 25 billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't know what what to make out of uh, <laughs> his situation. He he's He's probably he's he's probably going to go to prison, but you know probably will serve you know less than two years, right. and you know he's he's going to come out with a with a wealth that's uh, you know I don't know some, something in the forty three billion or some some crazy number like that. You think he'll be able to keep it? Yes, uh, yes, I I think so. Yeah, I think he'll pay. He, apparently, he's going to be paying a, a fifty million dollar fine. So. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's just, uh, oh, well, it's yeah. just, do you guys remember, do you guys remember Ivan Boski, the insider, first insider trading case that was big news in the eight. Now you guys are embryos in the eight. Yes. The joke was Ivan, okay. John remembers. So Ivan Boski had to pay a hundred million dollar fine to the SEC. There was a comedian that did a joke and this is for the same guy at, at Byance. It's sort of like, you know, dry cleaning, $300, grocery, a thousand dollars, new car, $200,000. Oh, SEC fine, a hundred million dollars. You know, like no right. big deal. I'm just writing a check. So this guy who's paying a $50 million fine, that's three days of interest. It's like, yeah. oh, can I pay it on Monday? Because um, my interest will be here on Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. not even going to miss it. So yeah. it's, yeah. So that's, uh, so, so lost dollar, 
John, found dollar, what do you think? It depends uh, actually, on what side of the dollar you're on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So go on, John. Make I think a it's a it's a dollar dollar win for him, you know. Yeah, dollar win for him, yeah, not yeah. for the world. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Dollar Dave, win. Uh, I'm sorry, Michael, what do you have for us? Today? Yeah, well, it's not what I have, it's what Mexico has. Ooh. Mexico has it's uh the first army run airline in honor of the uh, state-run enterprises of the past nice. that President AMLO uh, tips his hat to, thinking that privatization ruined Mexico and wants to uh, nationalize many industries, including uh, the airline industry. And so uh, he launched the first airline flight for Mexicana, it's called. Okay. And uh, it, was de- it, was, it was detoured because of bad weather, but they, it, it eventually... <laughs> It eventually made it to Tulum, and uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a budget airline that is run by the army. Although civilians are apparently still uh, the, the the flight attendants. Is that going to so, be the same uh, one? That's have... the same sort of airline that the Argentinians were running by the army, and you know, throwing people out of, or is that another story? Well, you know what? Yeah. Cuba, <laughs> Argentina, and Colombia uh, are the ones that have military-run airlines. So. Yeah. Well, Let's the Argentinians, were, Argentinians were famous for the for their military yeah. airplanes. So, it's good to, yeah, it's okay. good to have a military. People, All right. Let's before we get into the back, the, the British guy hating Argentinians, they're still mad about the Falkland Islands. Let's just calm not down. Bad about it. So, not bad. All right. Let's just it's let's hand, go to a more pleasant a pleasant story. Okay, yeah. here we go. Right, let's go to a pleasant yeah, story. Shall losers. We? Oh, so just All before right. we go, we, we so what was that, uh, Michael? Was that a lot of Well, that's for Mexico. It's a peso. <laughs> yeah, it, it could. It, let's see. It could be a win for the Mexican yeah. people. Let's. See. It could be. It could. Be. It could. It could be. be. But good then again, it might not be. It might not be. But we, we we wish them all the best. And listen, if they can get over the wall with that airplane, they're doing great. Okay, so <laughs> this one I'm going to go, and then of course David. So we talked about this on um, on uh, no snobs or knobs. Porsche recognizes with history of his forgotten Jewish co-founder. So 75 years ago, a gentleman named Adolf Rosenberg, a Lonsman, had to give up his Porsche stock because of the, uh, you know, the Nazis in 1934. And nobody remembers him. Now, Porsche, even though they said in this article in the Financial Times how painful it was, they had to admit their wrongdoing. No, you actually had to admit you finally did something fucking right. There's no wrongdoing. You stole from the guy. And now you're going to, you should repay the family, his stock, if you will. But anyway, so Porsche, I think that's a found dollar um, for history. I think it's a found dollar for the family. And for Porsche, it's about fucking time you had a pair of balls to admit that you were fucking Nazis. And that's just the way it How goes. How much you did they owe him? Um, he sold his stock at a discount in 1934, I think it was. And they didn't, and they didn't say like what it would be, but he owned, it's either 10 or 25% of the company with two other Porsche and another gentleman. Um, so, so yeah, so it's (laughs) huge. So my thing is, it's nice that you're recognizing it, but I don't know what they're doing for the family. That would be my thing. It's like, so what are you going to do for the family? Are you going to give them, are you giving them a check? Are you giving them stock? Like if I was the family, I'm like, I don't want a board seat. I can give me a Porsche. They own Lamborghini. Like you can give me a car from everybody you own, but what about the money? Like, you know, what are you going to do? So I want to see how they're going to compensate them 
um, other than making a public statement that, hey, look at us, we're wonderful because we acknowledge that there was a Jewish founder in Nazi Germany. There's lots of Jewish founders. We went through that. On, they'll be on the next show. Literally, no snobs or knobs after this show. We discussed it. Um, so it's a whole thing. So found out, David already did the buzzers. Found for the family. Portia, thank you for having some balls. But let's see if you do the right thing now. That's how. Yeah. Let's have them do the right thing. Yeah, it'd be nice. All right. Here we go, everybody. David's been gone for two weeks. It's the last show of 2023. Well, okay, David, I'm... tell us what cow died and saved the planet or who farted and whatever's going to happen. No, 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 no. This is this, this, this something which has caught my eye. And it's, uh -huh. a, it's a, a Dutch food tech company and they're called Monkeys by the Sea. Oh, that's, boy. The, that's the name of the company. <laughs> And okay. Monkeys by the Sea, they make uh, fish uh, fish substitutes from local okay. ingredients like seaweed and beetroot right. pulp um, to make an alternative of fish. Okay. Uh, they currently have 15 products which they offer. Um, uh, they like vegetarian tuna, shrimp, crab salads, crispy fish fingers and seaweed bite bites. Um, and what they use is rice, wheat, uh, oyster mushrooms, this seaweed, nice. of course. And the reason why uh, they decided to call them, uh, and it's really important for them as a company that, that, that these particular products are all made locally because it's a combination of land and sea. Right. And it's based on, a, on some detective work, which was done by the Leiden University uh, here in Holland. And I quote the scientists that the scientists that discovered um, that monkeys, and of course we're all shaved monkeys, so it applies to all of us, that monkeys living close to the sea have significantly greater brain capacity than mm. monkeys living on the land. Mm. Uh, monkeys consume more proteins because in addition, in addition to the land products, they also eat seaweed and shells. Wow. So hence the name Monkey by the Sea Company making yeah, yeah, a, a fish substitute. And Very as we're nice. raping the seas. Does it give the same does it give the same brain benefit? Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to okay. see. Yeah. Yep. Listen, and yep. raping is a strong word. We like to use pillaging. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, you know. Um, so for me, for for me, it's definitely a it is. It's a found dollar. Found dollar. And, and, we'll, put the, and we'll put the link in there underneath as the well. Sea. Of course you will. Monkey, and gentlemen, it is the sea. last show, Monkey by the Sea, last show of 2023. And thank you for all being part of our family this year. Next year, we mm -hmm. have a whole ton of guests coming on the Lost Dollar Business. This year is going to be a busy year for us. So any final words, guys, before we end the year, 2023, the last show of the year, David, December 30th. Um, so... <laughs> Come on Saturday. the show. Come on the show. Engage, engage in the YouTube channel. Leave your comments. Get in touch with us. Uh, yeah. Show us what you're come, interested. In. Come, on be a be a come on and be, be a cavalier. cavalier. That's all be, I can yeah. say. Be a guest yeah. if you want. Yeah. And he, I was thinking more of like happy, healthy New Year, prosperous New Year. Um, oh, <laughs> thank you for no, watching. No. Stuff like Don't that. Not like you know <laughs> plugging the show. But yeah, thanks for plugging. Listen, we're merch yeah. this is from adam akowitz adam on the eve you can go to our merch and buy a nice sweatshirt if yeah. you like um no, or you can true. buy john a baseball wow. cap oh yeah yeah I mean, wow yeah. and uh, but uh, yeah and all yeah. i can say is you know have a have a happy whatever that is right um, yeah and That's if nice. you can't be good be careful and if you can't be careful you should go out and buy a stroller that's all i can say <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> 
And All I right. think on that yeah. note, we leave it. Guys, I'll right. have a happy and healthy and a prosperous, wealthy, fabulous new year. All our fans, thank you so much. We will see you next Saturday, January 5th, with a brand new show for 2024. Darren, Darren Mason, from right, the author of Deal Crash, an enterprise sales professional uh, and expert, will be on the show. Yeah, All right. so we have a guest Darren, starting off our show, yeah. Darren Mason. David, John, always a pleasure. The best to the family, Michael. David, see you guys all next year.